Welcome back to Yollywood. This week we're taking a look at... <laughs> uh, sorry about that. <laughs> we're taking a look at Contagion. Contagion? Yes. So. Uh, coronavirus is everywhere right now. Well, I was going to ask you. This episode is going to come out, what, in two weeks? Yes. So, do you think coronavirus will hit the U.S. by then? It's already in the U.S. Oh, it is? It, it, it's in, it's in uh, somewhere in California already. We're doomed! <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, uh, well, you know, there's one interesting parallel that I'm going to draw with it. Okay. Um, I think that this is official, that coronavirus has been started by a bat. Someone, no ate, someone ate a bat. Like they, like, they cooked a bat and they ate it, and that's how they got it. Ew. That's the theory of how it started, hmm. um, which is interesting because the, the film. Yeah. Uh, so Contagion, 2011. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite films. I love this movie. Oh, yeah. I, it just gives me a different feeling when I'm watching it. Like, it's... When I first watched it, it was like a horror feeling. Like, mm-hmm. I liked it. But but now it just gives me a feeling of, like, it's so well done. Yeah. Like, it's just beautifully crafted. The weird thing about you liking this movie is that a lot of the movies that you enjoy have really great plots and characters. But... This one does. Yeah. I, well, it, I think that the narrative is told well. But um, as far as characters go, like Matt Damon, just as an example, like he's a really passive character. He just doesn't do much. Y- yeah, I mean? and I think that's a result of there being so many characters that it's not yeah. about the characters. But right. I still think there's moments like um, Lawrence Fishburne's character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to talk about when I went to go see this in theaters because okay. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, I've never really experienced racism. Okay. But as I was walking into the theater for this movie. This guy, this guy was walking out and he goes, remember, I was like 11 or 12. Uh-huh. And he goes, hey, how's your Uncle Osama? And I wow. went, my Uncle Osama? What is he? Maybe he thought I was somebody else that he knew or something. <laughs> and then in the middle of the movie, I went, oh, Bin Laden. <laughs> but I mean, what a weird comment to make to someone you don't know. Yeah. After getting out of that movie. Yeah. Weird. weird. Just weird. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, maybe they were playing some other movie that came out in 2011 that was... Like Contagion. Sounded like Contagion. No, I was going to say it was terrorist-linked. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, but I really enjoyed this film. It's interesting because another one of my favorites is Rise of Planet of the Apes, which also deals with an epidemic. Right. And they both came out in the same year. They're both 2011, mm-hmm. which I think is strange. It's, yeah. it's not a twin film situation. If you don't know what a twin film is, it's like Ants and Bugs Life. Right. Or, or there's probably other examples. Oh, the two Snow White, like, gritty, serious movies. Snow White movies, yeah. Yeah, it was Mirror, Mirror, and I think the other one was Snow White and the Huntsman. Jungle Book and Mowgli. You know what's interesting about that? They were filmed around the same time, but Mowgli was released way later. Yeah, because of all the budget difficulties, right? No, it was because they didn't want to compete with Disney because they knew that they they were 100% going to lose there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I thought that that was kind of interesting. Um, it didn't do well critically or commercially. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I guess the people in my circle or whatever, remember uh-huh. we were like 12. Yes, <laughs> yeah. But I remember there was not a big reaction to it. My dad hated this movie. What? He just thought it was dumb. Wow, that's interesting. And he thought that, he well, okay, keep in mind, he doesn't know about like stars or whatever. Like he didn't. He doesn't. He re- right. Like he recognizes Kate Winslet and Matt Damon, mm-hmm. and that's like it. Like he doesn't recognize anybody else. So he thought this was like a low budget, like, like indie film, basically. Yeah. It's not. The budget is. You want to know what the budget is? Yeah. Tell me. What do you think it is? 
50 million. You're really close, 60 million. Oh, wow. I would have okay, guessed cool. higher, like the 100 million. Yeah. Because All the extras. Extras, locations. Lots of different locations. Yeah. yeah, and also big stars are in this. Huge. Matt Damon, uh-huh. Gwyneth Paltrow, Marion Cotillard, Brian Cranston, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. Dimitri Martin. Well, he's more of a medium-sized star. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a big star. In 2011, he was at his peak. Oh, really? Was that during his show? I think that was during his show. Oh, or around there. I hope he's still around. He is. I saw him tweet recently. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so he's doing great. He's alive. <laughs> I love him, by the way. I know. He's my favorite anything. Uh, I, I feel like I'm missing people. Oh, John Hawks. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot that guy's name. Something gold. The old guy. Who's in Ocean's Eleven? Yes. Yeah. I, that's, that's the guy I was forgetting. His last name is Gold, but I don't remember his first name. I really liked Kate Winslet. Really? Yeah. Well, here's an interesting bit of trivia. She filmed her scenes in 10 days. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Cool. I know. And it takes 10 days for us to shoot like five minute little yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I, liked, I liked all the female characters in this. They were very yes, like... I did too. I think my favorite was Lawrence Fishburne. As a female character? No, no, no. No, no, no. In general, I really, right. I really like this character. Okay, cool, yeah. Because, well, first off, I think he has more screen time. Okay, yeah. I think so. Hmm. Would, do you think so? Did it feel like that? I, it feels like it was split really evenly. Yeah, it was, but I think he had, like, just a tad bit more because his he was related to so many of the other characters. Yeah. Like, right. he had to interact with so many of the other characters. Mm, I really liked him. And I think it's interesting that he's part of the CDC, and we live in Atlanta, so yeah. it was cool, cool to see that. Um... And I liked that Kate Winslet was also from Atlanta, and she used an American accent, but it wasn't a Southern accent. It yeah. wasn't like super like, you know. I'm in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it wasn't that. Right. Um, but it did bother me that when Lawrence Fishburne said Atlanta, he said Atlanta. Mm-hmm. When people here don't use the T. Right. They just say Atlanta. Yeah. And it, it just, I don't know. It, it was one of those things that caught me off guard. I'm like, you're Such supposed to be probably phony. I know. Yeah. <laughs> what an, you're, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one thing I like about the characters here is that they're all very human yeah and to me um, does it shock you in this film when like a character dies yeah well at first it did no I I mean even throughout you're always like oh that character doesn't make it well I guess so but I feel like Soderbergh establishes early on that no one is safe as dramatic as that sounds yeah you know well the whole film has the intro is fantastic yeah it's amazing. It's I great. love the intro mm-hmm. so much. And like, just like the, like when they linger on the shots of like the peanuts or the, the handrail or the door or what, right. like whatever, it just adds a little bit of like, oh, I don't want to touch anything ever again. I know. Cause like, who knows who's touched that? Yeah. God, I love that. It's so great. And I love that for each flashback of Gwyneth Paltrow, they show who she interacted with and you're like, oh, that's the guy from there. Or that's the guy from there. Right. Which you didn't catch on to. I had to explain that to you. No, not, not at first. Um, but man, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really brutal. The guy getting run over by the truck. Yeah, because he got disoriented. Yeah. Yeah, this disease was looked horrible. Yeah. Um, Why do you think it didn't do that well critically? What do you think people didn't like about it? Well, I was going to say that, I mean, the movie is presented in a very, like, dry procedural manner. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of the pacing and tone that I imagined for Chernobyl. I never saw it. Yeah, me neither. But I, oh, I imagined it something like this for some reason. Maybe that where it's like it's still dramatic. Yeah, of course, but it's very like presented very plainly. I mean, I wonder how they marketed it. Maybe mm-hmm. that had something to do with it. Everyone in there is a really good actor. Yeah, like no but one. It, but at the same time, like it's not like other disaster movies, if you want to call it that. But they're not like it's not it's not 
it's not even like we're acting. We're such actors. Yeah. Right? Like it's like very like especially when Paltrow has like the seizure and like when she's yeah. in the hospital bed, like holy crap, that's something. Is... Yeah, that yeah. is scary. And then also like when Winslet like finds out that she's sick. Mm-hmm. Oh man. That is really good stuff. Yeah. Um, I love the scene of when Oh, I remember his character's name. It's Dr. Sussman. Who? The the old guy in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When he goes to that diner and like he notices that like Oh, that lady's sick, and she's drinking out of the glass. And the mm-hmm. guy cleaning the glass is also sick. And then just healthy people are drinking from the glass. Like it was one of those moments where he was like, "That was the point in his character's arc to where he was like, I need to, even though they told me to shut down the the research, I need to continue this because because these people be touching each other. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, like... <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the variety of locations. If I had to pick a weak plot point, what did you think I was gonna say for the weak plot point? I thought your one complaint would be the daughter. No, Maybe, or no, no, relationship? no, no, no. Oh, okay. It's Marion Cotillard's character. Really? I don't mind the whole hostage to get the vaccine thing. Yeah, But yeah. they never go, like, they go back to it, but then she just leaves the airport, and we don't find out, like, what is she going to do? They blindfolded her when they were taking her there. Yeah. Like, she's not going to know where to go. Like, yeah, whatever happens right. to that. Like, yeah, it's, that it's, silly. it's And also, like, eh, it's just eh to me. Yeah. You don't like the daughter? No, I guess not. Did you like Matt Damon in this? I did. I really liked at the end when he was like crying and looking at the pictures. Mm-hmm. And I and the picture set up the ending. Yeah, which is fantastic yeah, as well. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. How do you think they got the bats to... It's just wild. You know what I mean? What if it's CG bats? No, it's not. Well, we had CG uh, Caesar at that point, so maybe they could do CG No, bats. but CG Caesar is is different. Well, there was... I just mean like there was a shot where... The bats that flew into the roof, flew into the building. That was probably CG because yeah. that was from a distance. I'm talking about like the close up when he's eating the banana. No, How... That's probably a real banana. Yeah. No, probably... no, it was a real bat and a CGI B- banana. He was yeah. just in there acting. Right. <laughs> Man, these actors are getting out of control. Seriously. That bat looked like an actor. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love the, I love that, um, that whole sequence. Yeah, at the end, you mean? At the end, yeah. Right. To show day one. I love that they start on day two, because you're like, day two. I wonder if this movie has done a lot better this year because of coronavirus. It has. Really? It has. There's Yeah, I think iTunes said that it's been selling like hotcakes. Cool. We should make a movie about a hurricane. You know what I mean? <laughs> a hurricane? So well, because every year when a hurricane happens, people will be like, oh, remember that hurricane movie? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, like it's going to be effect. like Geostorm. No. Yes. I would never do a geostorm. Okay, well, what's interesting is in the beginning on day two, yeah. she's on the phone call with her ex-husband or whoever that's supposed to be. Right. Right? And that's Steven Soderbergh's voice. No that's way. That's his cameo as the, ex, as the ex-husband. Wow, interesting. So he's saying that he can pull Gwyneth Paltrow if he wanted to. That's Basically. what he's saying. Yikes. I really, I really enjoyed his, his dialogue. I thought there was fantastic lines in this. Yeah. Um... I just everything was so great. Everything I like, was. I like the the overlapping dialogue too. We saw it in uh, Itumama Tambien, mm-hmm. but obviously it's easier to. Yeah, because here. we we speak English right. <laughs> most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of uh, Lawrence Fishburne's whole arc? Well, I like that he makes human mistakes. They all make human. Well, you can't really call them mistakes. They're basically just choices. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was gonna say, the one uh, scientist. When Lawrence Fishburne is on a call with her, asking her all these questions, she says, 
I mean, there are millions of lives at stake and she should be doing her work, but she's human. Like she's tired and it's Christmas and she wants to go home. I thought you were talking about when he calls Kate Winslet's character and, and she goes like, you know, she has been eating and she just feels tired. It's setting up that she's, she's caught it and she's about to experience the same yeah, symptoms. That's right. what that was setting up. Uh, which I thought was great. Mm -hmm. I, I don't remember Brian Cranston being in there. I remember most of the stars, and I was going to wait for your reaction for some of them. Yeah. But Brian Cranston, he caught me off guard. I was like, what? He's in this movie too? I completely forgot about Dimitri Martin. Do you like the Martin? I love the Martin. Are you waiting for the Martin songs to come back? The Martin songs will never come back, I don't think. What? And I'm sad I missed it. When did you get on to the Martin songs? <sighs> Maybe like 2015. Oh, yeah. You were late. Yeah. You were so late, brother. Man. Jude Law's character is kind of an interesting one for me because I mean I don't know I don't even I don't know what to think of that character I feel like in today's world he would be more politically he fits inclined. I think he was ahead of his time because back the, like today we have like you know the Alex Jones and, and all those types of people that are yeah. like conspiracy theorists I think he was a little bit ahead of his time that character mm -hmm. if this movie came out today I think it would do way better really I think it will well well, not literally today. Not factoring in coronavirus. Okay. But you brought up the point during the film that like Twitter as like a news source yeah. is like a thing now. In 2011, I'm not talking about Twitter because I'm upset at Twitter. It's oh. not what it used to be. Mm -hmm. What it used to be was people would tweet and put out their thoughts or ideas or interact with fans or whatever. Now it's a different beast. And yeah. I think it changed around 2016, 2017. Mm hmm. What they did was, so beforehand, they had likes, or actually, sorry, back then it was favorites and retweets. Yeah. Now it's likes and retweets. And you have a third option, which is retweet with comment. Mm -hmm. And what people do is, like they'll say, iced coffee is a must. And then someone will retweet and comment and say, I love iced coffee. And then that gets retweeted. You didn't add anything to the conversation. You just said what the original person said. And you didn't, you didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And it's gotten out of control. Like, it's gotten to the point where, like, one guy said that he fried his hamster and because he put his hamster in the microwave. And I said, maybe we should put you in a microwave. And Twitter banned me for that for 24 <laughs> hours, which is just dumb. But I don't know. It's just gotten ridiculous. Twitter has changed so much. And now, like, in the early days, it used to be, like, people interacting with celebrities. And now it's, like... All of that is run by the celebrities marketing team and, yeah. and every like mm -hmm. things like that. So I, I don't know what to think. Like Twitter's just kind of gone off the walls. But that's how we get our news from our we get our messages from our our, our president Donald Trump. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Because no it's fireside chats. In right? in the in the future, it's gonna be like the same as like Roosevelt talking on the radio to talk about World right. War II. It's right, gonna be exactly. the same things. It'd be like, oh yeah, Trump tweeted to tell us, yeah, we're at war or whatever. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it, it just sucks now because it's just jokes and just people complaining about the like literally the dumbest stuff. I it's unbelievable to me. Like things like, oh my god, can you believe that Trump ate two scoops of ice cream today? Who cares? Like, you're taking away from actual criticism that, that you could do by just, like, criticizing dumb stuff. And, like, when news articles, they'll say 12-year-old saves 50 people from a fire. And then people will go, um, actually, his name is John Smith. Uh, use the name next time, you freaking idiots, when it's in the freaking article. Like, they don't even read the article. They just want to be outraged. I think people are addicted 
to being upset these days. Mm-hmm. Like they get some sort of adrenaline rush of being upset. So when they see something, they're like, I have to get upset about this because it gives me a high. <laughs> You're laughing, but I, I'm, I'm serious. I think there's something about it. I had a small Twitter phase for like a week mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And it was during the Scopa... The Scopa 2... Oh, uh, sc- uh, Scotupa Mano. Scotupa Mano. Yeah. And I saw that and I was like, this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Bombo Clat. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, now it is. Okay. But back then it was Scotupa Mano. Gotcha. I was big on Instagram. Then I got into Snapchat. And now I hate Snapchat, Snapchat is just like... Ugh. What even See, but it? that's also like people's news source because people read those articles at the bottom. Dude, no way. I know people that, that they get all their news from. Yikes. And they're like, oh my God, can you believe that this goat had a baby with three eyes? <laughs> and I'm like, no way. <laughs> anyway, so yes. the message is social media is a virus. Yes. <laughs> Wow, it's like that movie Unfriended or whatever. Yeah. You remember that? Unfriended. Oh, yeah. The Sky Horror movie? Oh, my God. My favorite uh, line of all time is in that movie. What is it? The line before it is like, well, maybe it was a glitch. This is from the trailer, by the way. I never saw the movie. Okay. And then the the main girl or someone says, well, the glitch just typed (laughs) in the way that she said it. It's just classic. Is it like like high school acting? Yeah. You know, they made a sequel to that. I know they did. We should watch that. That's our lost sequel. That's the next lost sequel. <laughs> the original was lost. That's true. It's all lost. Our lost er sequel. <laughs> I do you like Soderbergh's writing? I do. You've seen Ocean's Eleven. I did. Compare it. So without spoiling it. Without spoiling it. Well, it kind of takes like, it kind of lays out the whole plot before you, and then he goes through it. You know what I'm saying? See, but that's expectation subverted. What do you mean? There's a trope that if you hear the plan, it's not going to go well. But if you don't hear the plan, then it's going to go well. Mm. And if he tells you the plan, you're expecting it to not go well. And then it goes well, so it, it's expectations averted. Hmm. Well, I, I'm, I would argue that they both do it. Because in Contagion, I mean, in, in Ocean's Eleven, it's a little more obvious. Because, you know, it's a heist movie. It's a so literal say, plan. So yeah, so they say, here's the plan. Yeah. But in Contagion, it's like... Okay, there's a disease. We need to find a cure for it in this amount of days. Did you like them explaining the disease terms to people that, like, for the audience that doesn't know anything? Yeah, I didn't mind it. Like the R not and all that? Yeah, I yeah, didn't mind that. I liked that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. It made me feel. Did you like the line of Kate Winslet when she's like, um, the average person touches their face 3,000 times a day? Yeah, because I don't believe that. I don't buy that. I wonder where he got that fact from. You don't buy that? Do you? It's... I didn't touch my face that whole movie. How do you know? Well, I don't know. I'm touching my face right now. That's true. Now you're making <laughs> me want to touch my face. <laughs> but I thought I thought that that was like the her entire spiel right there when she was saying that they're touching doorknobs, they're touching that, and they're touching each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's. But they say it in a real natural way. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the thing that the important thing about this film is it all sounds like real dialogue. None yeah. of it is like, how do I. How do I get them to say it's multiplying? Yeah. No one's surviving without right. like it, you know. I thought that all those like quick shots of like different cities being empty and deserted was so cool. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. The airport really got yeah. me because I was like, wow, that's airports weird. are like, never empty. That is something I've never seen. Well, I have. When I went to McAllen, Texas, oh the, the airports are empty over there. Like there's no one there. It's wow. like a, it's like a post-apocalyptic movie. Weird. But in 
obviously we're used to Hartsfield Jackson um, right airport yeah. and uh, and it's always packed. Mm-hmm. I met I met Nancy Grace there at the at airport in Texas. No, 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 no. Hartsfield Jackson. Oh, right. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> cool. She, she, was she was fine. She was a person. Yeah, yeah. She was there. Did you like the crime aspect that crimes go up? Uh, I feel like it, it was a little extreme where he took it because eventually they, people start riding. Um, I don't think that's like, extreme at all. People ride about everything. Yeah, but this was like, I mean, like full on violent riots and stuff. Um, so here's an interesting factoid about the film. Okay. It's got five Oscar winners. In it? Yeah. Matt Damon, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Winslet, and Marion Cotillard. And Steven Soderbergh, right? Wow. And it's got five Oscar nominees. Lawrence Fishburne, Elliot Gould. That's the name of that side, so I can't remember. Yeah. John Hawks, Jude Law, and uh, Brian Cranston. And it has zero Oscar nominations itself, right? Yeah, I think so. Do you think that the internet has changed since then? Do you think that that would affect... Like, do you think we're reacting to coronavirus differently now? Because um, the internet has changed. Well, compared to Ebola... Back in 2015. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, to me, it, I, I'm not sure what people don't like. I would love to hear someone who, like, was like, oh, my God, this movie is terrible. Like, what would, what are they going to say is terrible about it? Right. Right. Do you think that the coronavirus is going to get to this level? No. Why? Uh, because we've had so many practice runs, you know? Really? Yeah. Are you, are you germaphobic? Polio. Pol- no, I'm not germaphobic. I am a little bit. I know you are. Yeah, isn't that weird? It is weird. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know where I got it from. You seem like a um, passionate, free spirited person, but you're very clean and freaky. Thank you. <laughs> freaky in a clean way. Yeah, a clean freak. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm trying. Nice, to say. nice you're save. A clean freak. <laughs> <laughs> nice save. I'm just imagining like a freak show like you know one of those like at the fair it's like pay to see a woman who's half snake half yeah, woman yeah. and people just walk up steps and it's just me washing my hands <laughs> no I, I'm fine with touch you know I used to be very like not touchy but over the well I guess I still kind of am with strangers to me it's because I see so many people when I go to like pub- I don't use public restrooms at all I refuse wow yeah I refuse that's strange like, I've, every time I go to the public restroom, it's to wash my hands or to check my hair. That's it. There's no in-between. And to me, every time I go, there's at least one person that walks out of the stall and just goes straight back to wherever is the main area. Yeah, Without gross. washing their hands. I love public restrooms because it's, you know, you get to see people in their truest form. You know what I mean? Ew, no. What are you trying? No, I don't mean. I don't mean like talk, like watching people. You're pee. the guy that walks up next to the other guy. That's other you. No, I just mean that like this person is doing something like incredibly like personal and private right in front of you. You know what I mean? It's so very strange. It's not right in front of you. The door's supposed to be closed. Well, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Not right in front of you. But I just mean like. I can imagine every time you go to the bathroom, you leave the door open. It's just like, it's like this is very personal. <laughs> it's like watching someone sleep you know what i mean it's like <laughs> i don't do that either it's like, well that's what i'm saying it's a very private thing i don't watch people sleep either i feel like you do okay fine you got me <laughs> you gotta watch people pee and i watch people sleep i don't know to me it's when it comes to germophobia it, it just i think it comes down to like i don't know it just kind of scares me that like 
fecal matter getting into onto me. It's like, ugh, I don't. Here's what made me more like relaxed about germs. Mm-hmm. And this is a fact that has bothered me for years now. It's mm-hmm. haunted me. Soap, most soap, not antibacterial soap, but just regular soap. Mm-hmm. It doesn't clean you. Mm-hmm. All that it does is it makes your body or hands or whatever slippery for all the dirt and germs to wash off of it. Mm-hmm. That's it. It doesn't do any cleaning. It just makes your okay. body slippery. You know what's another phobia of mine? What? It's smelling. Smelling? I don't want to smell bad. Oh, I thought you meant, like, you don't want to smell anything. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> well, I have a horrible sense of smell. Oh, really? Which I think adds to that, because it's like, if I'm, like, smelly, I wouldn't even know it, because it's like, oh, man. my smelling is so bad. That's like my worst nightmare. What? Sm- smelling and not knowing. When I'm in class and someone's next to me, I'm like, there's always a thought in my head, I'm like, wait, what if I smell? Oh, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Like, mm-hmm. I'll have to be like, and then, like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Gotcha. It's, I mean, again, this isn't like a phobia that's like, oh, my God, I need medication. Like, I need to be locked up in an asylum or anything like that. It's just like something that I'm like. It's just oh. a tiny sliver of that. It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not even a tiny sliver. Maybe half of that. Yeah, right. Three-fourths. <laughs> but it's like, it's like something that's always like I'm thinking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you have an actual phobia? Oh, bugs. Really? Yeah. Except for ladybugs. I'm fine with ladybugs. So we can't watch... Men in Black one? No, we can watch it. It's just that The Fly. Oh no, I want to watch The Fly. You'd be so you'd be grossed out. If if I get grossed out from it, and I like those types of gross out movies, you would definitely get grossed out. I guess it's just the thought of their tiny bug legs Mm -hmm. on my skin. Mm -hmm. Ugh, it's just I don't know. (laughs) It's It's not the close up of their face. Does that freak you out? No, no, not really. So you know the episode of SpongeBob where they where they, that butterfly terrorizes Bikini Bottom. <gasps> yeah. Does that freak you out? No. I know I know butterflies aren't bugs, but well, but see, my phobia has gotten worse over the years. Like I can't even. When I was younger, I used to like catch Daddy Long Legs. Ew. At the, at the, the f- lake house. That's what they called me in high school. I was Daddy Long Legs. <laughs> <laughs> you were a pimp. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know. I mean, that's my only real phobia. Bugs? Yeah, and death. Death? Yeah. You're scared of dying? I am. Well, I'm not, I'm not scared of dying. Or are you scared of, like, loved ones dying? No. Um, no, you're not? You no, don't no, care? No. Well, it's... I don't know. <laughs> I've never known someone that's dead. That's. I've never known someone that has died after I knew them. Oh, actually, one of my mom's co-worker just died, and I was really close to her. Oh. Yeah, that was sad. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's <laughs> unexpected. Well, you were talking about death. <laughs> cut that part out. Yeah, we'll, we'll cut it all out. No, the phobia part was good. No, I mean the whole podcast. <laughs> anyway. No, it, well, I want to talk about fears more. Because this oh, movie is kind of linked to fear in general. Like, Do you have any real fears? I don't know if this is a fear, but I don't want to be forgotten. Like, if there's an afterlife, right? And I can look down. Or if I'm like a ghost, or I can look down, or whatever, right? I don't want to be that guy that's like within two days they're like wait tell who like no one shows up to the funeral mm. it's like it's kind of like uh it's a wonderful life like yeah who's is it george yes who's jimmy stewart <laughs> i forgot that character's name but george. jimmy stewart is it george yes george, george i know it's bedford falls i don't know why i remember oh i do know why i remember that it's because our philosophy teacher mr folio would always talk about bedford falls i love mr folio <laughs> i know you do <laughs> 
this is going to come out. <laughs> but but um, yeah, that's kind of my fear of like when when there's a there's like a timeline where it's like no one even remembers him or knows who he is or cares or whatever. That's a very strange fear to me. I don't. I thought it was common, but every time I bring it up, people don't under don't, people don't understand what I'm talking about. Like I'm, I don't want to be like that guy that's like, oh, you know, he died, whatever. Like I want I want it to be like a, like oh man, you want to hurt people when you die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want people to be like their life is ruined. Yeah, but I want it to be like, like people are like they just can't even believe it. Like like you know when certain celebrities die, it's like, like Kobe Bryant. Yeah, or or Robin Williams, like you yeah. just can't even comprehend that that person's gone. That's what I want, but I'm scared that it's not going to be that way. Well, you're not playing basketball for one. That is, I should, I should probably. Start. And you're not a stand-up comedian, so. You're right. And I'm not a voice actor either. You know what though? Maybe by the time they do the next Aladdin remake, you could be Aladdin or the, Jafar. Oh, I, well, I was going to say the genie, but yeah, <laughs> you could be uh, one of the. Middle Eastern characters too. <laughs> Jafar. Yeah. Probably good. the age. Yeah, you could be evil. Yeah. Well, Contagion. Uh, scary movie in a way. Mm-hmm. 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 Lots to think about. A, a real reminder. horror. Yeah. <laughs> good reminder to wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Stay safe during this coronavirus yeah. season. Everybody, please wash your hands. And so, wear those face masks. Uh, I hope to see you uh, happy and healthy next week. Yeah.